Hello everyone, thank you for listening to the Football Betting Podcast once again. It's me, Tom Pipkin, joined by my co-host Tom Walker and we are going to go through the best bets from the top four English leagues, the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two. We are, as ever, sponsored by our good friends at matchbook.com. You can get a £30 money back as a free bet using the sign-up code TFBPODCAST. Lots to dive into this week, isn't there, Tom? Obviously, the league's recap of last week's treble, bringing this week's treble, and also take a look at the depressing mood pit that is fantasy football. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty grim. I'm excited, though. Uh, The fixtures look appetising, should we say. Uh, from a punting standpoint, I like what I see. Lots of little wrinkles and storylines to get our teeth into. So should be a good show this week. Yeah, and it's like the uh, people at BT or Sky or whatever, the 12 o'clock Premier League games on this week, knew something. Because <laughs> um, we start off in the Premier League with Fulham against Chelsea. Um, all odds we're going to read out on the show today are going to be taken from matchbook.com so please do go there and check that out uh, but yeah Fulham against Chelsea obviously we're recording this on a Wednesday night we've seen the news break earlier in the day that Thomas Tuchel has been sacked um, after their pretty patchy start to the season uh, and apparently fallings out behind the scenes or whatever they go away to Fulham the 1.83 for the win Fulham a 4.8 for the win, 4.0 for the draw. Rumours abound that Graham Potter could be in place by the time this game rolls round. So, personally, I feel like it's a bit of a conundrum. Like, do they get a new manager bounce at 1.83? On the face of it, Fulham is a tough place to go. We've already seen them uh, draw with Liverpool, beat Brighton um, and beat Brentford. So... You know, they're having a good start to the season at home. What do you reckon to this particular game? Yeah, I think one or two things. So I'm also kind of, I'm Potter dependent. I don't believe in new manager bounces, Tom, as you know. Um, But I do believe in good managers getting good results. And yeah, I think if Potter is in charge, then... I would probably avoid this game. If he's not in charge, I think I'll go for Fulham on a double chance. So Mm. it's 2.1 for uh, the Whites to avoid defeat, essentially. As you mentioned, mate, tough place to go. Couple of good uh, additions late in the window as well. Obviously, we can't talk about Fulham without talking about Mitro, uh, who is silencing all of the doubters, which we were not of, Tom. I want to make that clear. We... uh, we had full faith in Mitro in our season preview pod and we're, we're looking pretty good right now. But yeah, um, if Potter's not in charge, 2.1. If he is, uh, sorry, that's a double chance. If he is, I'm just going to leave this alone and just see how it all unfolds. Yeah, I, I love that appointment, by the way, if they do end up getting him. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's nice to see, especially an upcoming English manager, one that's done really well at, obviously, Brighton, get a shot at a big club to see what he can do. 100%. The problem is with Chelsea, isn't it? And it seems to be the same with the new ownership as it was with the last. The slightest hint of a bit of a patchy form. They're not going to stick with you. You're going to be out the door. So hopefully Potter doesn't get stung by that. Um, Yeah. yeah, Intrigued to see how it will all turn out. Yeah, this is... Well, that's the way the conveyor belt is supposed to work, right? You're supposed to... You keep climbing till you get to the top. And yeah, great point on the English manager. I think the last time we had a an English manager, apart from Lampard, in charge of like a big team. Someone's going to correct me, but I reckon it might be Roy Hodgson at Liverpool. Maybe mm. I'm wildly wrong there. Um, but I reckon it might be, well be Roy the boy. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, well, we're moving into the three o'clocks. And again... That Potter news impacts the first one we're going to talk about here. So Bournemouth against Brighton. So 5.2 is the price for Bournemouth, 3.65 the price for the draw and 1.86 for Brighton. Brighton have got off to a fantastic start to the season. Uh, They're in fourth place, six games played, four wins, one draw, one loss. However, again, I think... What happens with Potter is very dependent on my particular outlook on this game. 
If he's in charge, I'm with Brighton all day long at 1.86. Um, if he's not in charge, it's too much of a risk for me. And again, I leave it alone. I am kind of with you. I get what you're saying. My bet doesn't change regardless of Graham Potter. Mine's both teams to score. And that's it. Uh, so it's 2.06. I, ju- I just feel like Bournemouth, 2-0 down away at Forest with no permanent manager in charge. They come back. They win 3-2. Imagine the belief and the the elation that that result gives you. A relegation rival. You know, you were down in the dumps. Fans are thinking, bloody hell, it's going to be a long season. And then you leave with all three. That, that's got to be so uplifting. Dominic Solanke, obviously within the goals as well, uh, to get him off to a good start. Philip Billing, doing Philip Billing things as well. And then Brighton, you know, scored five against Leicester, scored one against uh, Fulham, scored against Leeds, and he scored against uh, West Ham. It's only the Newcastle game where they failed to score. They drew that one nil-nil. Uh, so, yeah, I am happy to go with both teams to score regardless. And I can see why you'd go for Potter. and uh, Sorry, go for Brighton if Potter's in charge. Up next on Leicester against Villa. This is bad meets worse, isn't it, really? <laughs> Between these two sides. Yeah. Uh, 2.56 surprise for Leicester. 3.6 for the draw. 2.98 for Villa. Um, Villa in 17th. One win from six. Leicester, bottom of the league, um, no wins from six, five defeats. Yeah, two managers whose heads are seemingly on on the chopping block in Brendan Rodgers and Steven Gerrard. Not confident in predicting a a result on the nose, but again, I like the look of both teams to score here. Neither side has kept a clean sheet in any of their Premier League games played so far. Um. Five of the last seven games involving Leicester have been over 2.5. So I think, again, we'll probably see uh, two teams that are capable of scoring here, but also very leaky at the back. Um, So both teams to score is a tip for me. The price for that is 1.72. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Yeah, I was going to read out the clean sheet stat myself. Um, Yeah, both teams will be looking at this as a winnable game. And both will be licking their lips, I think. Uh, Villa as well. A little bit of confidence from that uh, draw against City at the weekend. Yeah. Up next, then, we've got Liverpool at home to Wolves. 1.34 is the price for Liverpool. 6.0 for the draw. And uh, 11.0 for Wolves to get the win. Again, the benefits are recorded on the Wednesday. We've seen Liverpool get absolutely hammered in midweek in the Champions League away at Napoli. Uh, they lost 4-1. And yeah, I just, I'm just i just not sold on Liverpool really at, at the moment. They've had a very dodgy start to the season. I'm convinced you cannot possibly wish to challenge for a title with James Milner still playing centre midfield for you. Nowhere am I going for them at 1.34. I'd look at unders probably here, maybe under 2.5 uh, if I had to throw out anything. 1.69 is the price for under 2.5. Wolves games this season. Five of the last six have been under 2.5. So there's there's form there. They don't tend to score many goals, but I could also see them frustrating Liverpool and um, keeping it tight at the back. And, you know, Salah's not exactly on form, is he? And if he's not on form, they're relying on the supporting casts. Unders is a way forward for me, I think, here. Yes and no. So, yeah, I, I completely get the angle. The only thing I'll say is last time Liverpool were humiliated uh, against Man United in that. Remember, at the time, the entire country is laughing at Man United. The entire country. And Liverpool weren't in great shape, but they were supposed to go there and win. Make no mistake. So they got humbled there. Next game, at home, Bournemouth, 9-0. Yes, it was under Scott Parker. Yes, Wolves are a lot better at the back than than, uh, Bournemouth. But I'm a little bit nervous I think Klopp might put some rockets up some arses, and uh, we might see we might see a Liverpool win. I kind of like what you're saying. I'm just I'm still trying to work out Liverpool. To be honest with you, I know they're not as good as they should be. That's plain to see. 
but how bad are they? I'm I'm not 100% sold on that just yet. Yeah. Okay, then uh, the last three o'clock for Saturday then is Southampton against Brentford. 2.38 for Southampton, 3.65 for the draw and 3.2 for Brentford. Any strong fancies for you in this one? Yeah, I think it's got to be both teams to score again, to be honest with you. No clean sheets for Southampton so far this season. Brentford, one clean sheet. Uh, 66.67% of both teams' games are uh, going over 2.5. Like This looks like it's going to be quite an open affair, to be honest with you. And Tom, I'm actually, again... I don't mean to pat myself on the back again, but I called out Ivan Tony before his hat-trick last week, saying that he was playing absolutely brilliantly. Just, you know, maybe the goals didn't back that up. He's gone and got a hat-trick, and now now people are talking about him maybe making the England squad. I think with him in this form, I don't see why we can't back uh, both teams to score. Southampton still working themselves out a little bit, I think. Uh, 1.7 is the price. I would love it if it was a little bit juicier than that. Um, but I do understand that my only concern with the both teams to score is, um, you know, Che Adams has never been prolific uh, going forward. Southampton, I think Southampton, by the end of the season, they'll have 10 people that have scored two goals. And that will, that will make up their, their 20 goal a season striker, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 definitely. I know what you mean. Um, I agree, though, with that tip. I had that one myself. Uh, finally, then, for the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday, it's Man City against Spurs. 1.41 for City, 5.7 for the draw, and 8.4 for Tottenham. Um, Man City's home record in the Premier League recently is uh, pretty frightening. This extends back into last <laughs> season, but they've scored at least three goals at home in every league match uh, for the last seven matches. So far this season, they've scored uh, 14 goals at home in three games. Yes, the opposition in Forest, Bournemouth and Crystal Palace hasn't exactly been the creme de la creme of the Premier League, with all due respect, but um, they just look a different beast, especially with Haaland up front now. He can't literally can't stop scoring. Um, I feel like Man City should get a win here again. Spurs haven't overly impressed me especially away from home. Um, we've seen them draw with Chelsea to all when they were probably pretty lucky, I think it's fair to say, to get a draw. Beat Forest 2-0. With all regards, Forest played pretty well in that game and could count themselves unfortunate. And then a one all against West Ham as well. Um, is 8.4 a big price for Spurs? And could I see them potentially getting a result against Man City on the day? Yes, I could, but... I think seven times out of 10, Man City win this game at home. Yeah, I agree. Actually, the only thing that I'm clinging on to in a, in a Tottenham perspective is they won this fixture um, back in February. Last season, they won it 3-2. And then, obviously, your, your mind goes back to those, those Champions League nights and you know the Peter Crouch goal years ago clinching uh, Champions League football for Tottenham over City. They do have a little bit of a record and a little bit of a happy hunting ground at City, but I personally think this will be a game that Man City will win and by the end of it, we'll all go, wow, the Premier League title is pretty much sewn up, if it's not already, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Uh, Moving into Sunday then, we'll talk about one of their current closest contenders first. It's Arsenal at home to Everton. So Arsenal currently top of the league despite their loss to Manchester United last weekend. Uh, they're 1.37 to get a win at home to Everton. Uh, 5.6 is the price for the draw and 10.0 is the price for Everton to get the victory away at the Emirates. Um, obviously, despite that loss to Man United last week, they've had a fantastic start to the season. Um, I I do expect uh, Arsenal to get a win here against Everton. Everton, yes, they've started to pick up, started to get some more draws, started to put in better performances. If it was at Goodison, I'd have more doubt about Arsenal. But I think at home, 
where they've been strong, scoring plenty of goals. We've seen that already this season. Um, I think they'll get a win against this, uh, probably a stubborn Everton side. But could I see Everton scoring one? Possibly. Could I see them scoring two? No, I can't. And I think Arsenal are more than capable of scoring two or more. Yeah, my, I, th- I think Arsenal are a tiny bit short, I think. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to back them at that price, but big news, Jordan Pickford out, I think three weeks, uh, he'll mm. miss this game. He was absolutely inspired uh, against Liverpool and was a big reason why Everton managed to keep a clean sheet. Rumour is Asmir Begovic, who was signed as a free agent, I think as maybe third choice is going to play. I think it's a little bit unclear who's going to be in goal, but clearly it's a massive downgrade from England's number one to you know, a, a Premier League veteran coming in on a short-term deal. So it doesn't help yeah. Everton at all, uh, Arsenal for me. Yep. Uh, West Ham, Newcastle then next, 2.6 for the Hammers, 3.5 for the draw and 3.0 for Newcastle to get the win. Um any strong fancies for you here? Because I'm quite torn in this particular one. I could generally see it going any of the three ways. West Ham starting to pick up a bit. Newcastle turning into a bit of a draw merchant at the moment. Four of the last five have been draws for them. Yeah, I just can't see Newcastle losing, I don't think. So, yeah, I was going to mention the draws. Um, draw or Newcastle, double chances, 1.55. I think if you're looking for a bit of a Sunday fun, the draw at 3.5 is pretty interesting to me. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how Paqueta uh, gets on in midfield for West Ham. That could be a real game changer. I think he's a Champions League player, to be honest with you. So, tremendous get from West Ham. And, and Newcastle just kind of, I feel they feel like for the first time in a long time, they feel like a team that just know what they're doing and everyone understands their role, and everyone's on the same page on and off the pitch, uh, you know, they're well-drilled, they've got some threats. You know, I, I don't see Newcastle going there and losing. So double chance, 1.55. Or if you want something a bit more spicy, let's go for the draw, 3.5, maybe a 1-1, something like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, finally then on Sunday, Palace against Manchester United, 3.6 for Palace. 3.7 for the draw and 2.16 for Man United. Uh, United now four consecutive wins. It's seen them go up into fifth in the league and only three points off top at this early stage of the season. Mm. I think it's crazy to think that they're only two points behind Man City. I know it's early days, but I, you think in your head that Man U have had this terrible start to the season. They've only just started getting good. But um, yeah, they're only two points behind City. So fair play mm. to them for... Quickly turning things around. Um, I'm a bit torn again with this particular game. I think it's tricky to bet on Sunday, isn't it? Um, Man United and yes, for me. Man United and both teams to score. Uh, Regular listeners to the pod will know I'm a big Palace guy. I think they carry so many goal threats. I think Man United are going to have most of the ball, which is exactly what Palace want. Uh, I think they'll be able to unleash the pace of Zaha, Eze, Ayu, Olise, even Mitchell at left back, etc. And yeah, United look good. Don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not the biggest Man United fan in the world, but you have to call a spade a spade. The way that they've bounced back, the pressure on those players in that Liverpool game for such an early season game was genuinely, I, I don't think I've ever seen a game like that, like the third or fourth match of the season with so much pressure on. Um, and they came through it with an outstanding performance and they haven't really looked back. Uh, yeah, Manu and yes, looks good to me. 4.1. Uh, if you're not 100% on the United train, both teams to score is 1.69. Uh, obviously, you know, United well-documented that they seem to have found a defensive kind of structure that they can build from, but I think Palace can get one on the break. Yeah, um, I do want to throw out, I think that I've no strong fancy or inclination towards either side here, but um, Palace's record at Selhurst Park is generally pretty good. They've lost just one of the last nine Premier League games, again, going back into last season with that stat. Mm. But yeah, they, they lost 2-0 to Arsenal 
um, at the start of this season. But aside from that, uh, pretty strong home record, which does include beating Manchester United at the back end of last season, uh, drawing with Man City and beating Arsenal. So um, they are pretty strong, tough to beat there. But yeah, see how that one goes. Moving into Monday, then the final Premier League game, they say the best till last, haven't they? Hmm. Leeds against Forest. (laughs) 1.8 for Leeds, 4.1 for the draw, and a big 4.9 for Nottingham Forest here. Um, Thoughts on this one? Leeds. Leeds for me. Oh, you negative Nelly. No, I I don't think we need to be... You know, there's there's a lot of noise on Forest Twitter, especially after uh, immediately after the game. I was in our group chat, Tom, absolutely losing my mind at some of the comments and some of the you know opinions and stuff. And you know, I I, I kind of get that people were angry uh, at the time. This isn't based on emotion or anything like that. This is just based on the fact, Tom, that Forest cannot defend. They cannot. Mm defend some of the goals that they've conceded have been absolutely appalling and yeah you take out you take out the man city game absolutely fine i don't mind if you want to do that they've kept one clean sheet this season in the prem and that was against west ham west ham should have had four maybe five goals that game i that was a tremendously fortunate um effort from Forrest to keep a clean sheet. They played well in that game, but you have to admit the luck was with them. And and Leeds at home have looked good, I think. They haven't lost. Um, they're playing really well. They've gelled quite quickly. Uh, it looks like Rodrigo is, well, it doesn't look like it. He is injured. So he's got four and five uh, as their talisman. He's injured at the moment. So that's great news for Forrest. But I just think they've Leeds will have too much. Um, I don't. The one thing I will say is Cooper's had, oh, like a week, full week on the training ground. Who's going to play? What the formation's going to be? How they're going to play? Nobody knows. Absolutely no clue. But I know what I'm going to get from Leeds. I think, and I know they haven't won in three, but I'm ready to back Leeds for sure. No, I, I think that's a. A good point that you raise. Like nobody knows what this Forest team might look like, how it might line up in terms of personnel, potentially even formation. Um, because I'm hoping that two 0 at half time that, that we let go against Bournemouth is going to serve as a bit of a culture shock and you know a real moment where Steve Cooper thinks right. I need to get some of these quality players that I've got on the bench into the first team. Start to you know maybe you know I don't want to keep seeing Steve Cook in centre-back because we've got better options now. I don't want to see Lingard, Gibbs-White and Brennan Johnson players with three up front. We need better than that. You know, I want to see something different. And if we do get something different, I think that opens the door for Forrest to potentially win this game at a good price. I do like, if you want a bit of a speculative flutter, Forrest and yes, so Forrest to win and both teams to score, it's 8.4. I think the only way Forrest... The only way Forrest win this game is by outscoring Leeds because, yes, we can't defend very well. Um, so that is a, is a big price if we really go for it. Um, Do you know what? Yeah. I'll, probably, I'll probably be back in that speculatively and as a fan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you ask me, you know, if you don't get this right, you lose every penny in your bank account and you have to choose Leeds, draw or Forrest. I'm back in Leeds. Okay then, well that wraps up the Premier League. Let's just talk about our sponsors at Matchbook and how you can jump on that sign-up offer again and then we'll look through the Championship League 1 and League 2. Yeah, if you are not an account holder with Matchbook, first of all, you're missing out on a brilliant product with a great interface, great prices, great customer service, super easy to use, which is uh, very undervalued, I feel like. There are way too many websites where you log on and it's just an absolute minefield. But Matchbook is super simple to use. And there's the £30 back as a free bet offer if you sign up as a new customer. So obviously the show in general and this offer is for over-18s only. TFB Podcast is the code you're going to need to punch in when you sign up. And it means if you want to back our treble, If you want to back some of our 
tips and make your own bets. Or if you just want to do your own thing, then that's absolutely fine. Your first bet is essentially risk-free, and then you get money back as a free bet up to 30 quid. So definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. T under, sorry, TFB podcast for the promo code. Yep, absolutely. Check that one out. Um, right, championship then. Let's get started with, if I said to you, Tom, I've got a good price for both teams to score here. Um, two teams playing each other. Neither has kept a clean sheet all season. Would you fancy a both teams to score tip? I'd be right into it. 1.83 is the price. It's between QPR mm. and Huddersfield Town. So, yeah, considering that neither team has kept a clean sheet so far this season, 1.83 for the, both teams to score when they come up against each other is uh, a pretty tasty price, I thought. Both teams have scored in six of the last eight QPR games and also in five of the last seven Huddersfield games. And those clean sheet stats, so I said they've not kept one all season in the league. If we also incorporate cup competitions, pre-season, back end of last season, etc., uh, QPR haven't kept a clean sheet for 12 consecutive games and Huddersfield haven't kept a clean sheet for 14 consecutive games. So two very, very leaky teams here playing each other. So both teams to score or maybe nil-nil might be the uh, the outcome. <laughs> no, both teams to score, I think, mate. Yeah, um, it's not one that you look at. You know, I, we spoke about this before where you, you go down the, uh, the docket and things jump out of you. This one didn't jump out of me, I'll be honest with you. But when you shared it with me off air, I I was all in because you did your research yeah. and yeah, it's it looks very, very strong. Very, very strong. Uh, another team I think that looks very strong to win on Saturday is Bristol City. Uh, it's been a while since I've been back in Bristol City to win games. Last season, Tom, you had a love affair with them uh, for both teams to score and overs and, and all that good stuff. And and that has continued. That trend is continuing. But now they're actually winning games as well. Uh, they're playing against Preston, who it's literally the polar opposites. It is <laughs> Bristol City, who, you know, every single game seems to be an absolute barnstormer um, of a game in terms of goals at both ends. And then Bristol City, we uh, sorry, Preston, we've mentioned so many times i'm trying not to be too repetitive but they have conceded one goal this season and scored two in the league in eight games and that goal they conceded was actually their last game they lost one nil at home to birmingham really poor result for me really really poor uh, birmingham not at it at all so far this season despite the bemusing signing of chong on a five-year permanent deal. Uh, just have a little think about where you think Birmingham will be in five years because I know where I think they'll be and I don't think Chong's going to want to play at that level. But yeah, we're going to be back in <laughs> Bristol City here um, to win on Saturday. Uh, they're 2.5. Brilliant, brilliant it, price. It's, it's mad. The press. I can't get over it every time I look at it. And yeah, I know we say it every week, but... yeah. Eight games played, two goals scored, one goal conceded. And that was just is. Saturday. That was only on Saturday they conceded. Just this goal scoring is a real problem, isn't it? It's yeah. a real problem um, for Preston. The one thing I'll say, the one thing, if you look into numbers, you look into XG and stuff like that, they're trending like every other team. They're banging in the middle of metrics. This will turn. But mm. I don't think... They can out Bristol City to me are going to score two. I can't see Preston scoring two. Well, are Bristol City going to score two? <laughs> it's that rear guard of Preston going to hold firm again? Who no, knows? I don't. I don't think I don't you can. I think if you can see it against, well, look at Tranmere last year. They were unbelievable at the back. As soon as one went in, it just boom, the whole house fell down. Uh, yeah. I think Bristol City are one of the last teams Preston want to play this weekend, especially away from home. Yeah, no, that's fair enough, mate. Um, let's talk about the obvious, I think, uh, next up. Sheffield United, they're at home to Rotherham. Sheffield United price at 1.5 to 
to get the victory. They're currently uh, leading the way in the championship with five wins and two draws, uh, one loss from their eight games. Um, looking very impressive. And it would take a brave person to bet against them getting another win here at home to Rotherham. Um, yeah, Rotherham have been good. They've probably made their best start to championship life, I'd say, in the last kind of yeah. five years, where they've yeah, been yo in a row. Um, but I just think the calibre of teams that Sheffield United have been getting results against, you know, they beat Sunderland, uh, beat Blackburn, who started well, beat Reading, who again have started well, uh, and beat Hull, who uh, some days are excellent, some days are shocking. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot to be impressed by by Sheffield United's results so far. And yeah. Um, this would definitely be in the category of coupon buster if they didn't win at home to Rotherham this weekend. Yeah, agreed. Sheffield United, one of, if not the standout in the docket this weekend. Uh, Tom, I'm going to be back in Watford to beat Reading. Uh, I know Reading are a little bit of a feel-good story this season. Uh, they're third after eight games. Watford in sixth, and it feels like Watford have been a bit disappointing. This is basically on home and away form because Watford have won three or four at home and Reading have lost three or four away from home. Reading, of course, yep, yeah, sure, you know, lost against Sheffield United, no disgrace. They built, beat Millwall, that's good, but they did lose to Rotherham and they did lose 4-0. I don't want to get away from that. And then on opening day, they lost at Blackpool, who are going to be down there. Like they have struggled on the road, and I know Middle uh, Middlesbrough. I know Watford on all that at the moment, but at home again, they've been okay. They beat Middlesbrough. They lost to QPR. Uh, they beat Burnley, which is huge. They beat Sheffield United on opening day. Like I, I think there is something to be said for Watford at home, and I'm not ready to be back in Reading like they're, you know, the the Luton of this season or the, the Coventry of this season. I, I just don't see it. I think it will fizzle out. 1.71 for Watford. Yep. Okay. Um, one from me, a decent price, I thought, for both teams to score. Um, Cardiff against Hull. It's over-evens. It's 2.04. Hull haven't kept a clean sheet for seven consecutive games. I've spoke about how they kind of blow very hot or very cold. Um, currently more so cold than hot, but they rarely fail to get on the score sheet themselves. So Cardiff don't tend to score many goals. They do concede a fair few, but I'm kind of going on the angle that Hull always seem to concede because they can't defend that <laughs> Cardiff will get, will get a goal in this game at home. Um, so yeah, 2.04 for both teams to score could be a, a decent one there, but it's not the strongest tip of the weekend. Yeah, Hull, Hull are an absolute mystifying object. I have, they are they're unbelievable. I have no idea where I can put my finger on it, if they're good or not. I, I just have no clue. Um, Tom, I am going to be back in West Brom. Now, last week, I said that Coventry wouldn't lose against Norwich, and they lost 3-0. And you told me they would, so fair play. And this is not me mm -hmm. turning on Coventry long-term. I still think that Coventry will be absolutely fine. I think they'll finish mid-table at worst. But they do have a tough game at home. Yes, they are playing at home against West Brom. West Brom have been a little bit... I just feel like they're during your driving, right? And you're going along and you've not quite got it in gear, but you're still going forward. That's what I feel like with West Brom. Like they're just, they're not quite in, but they're still, they're still advancing somewhat. I mean, they are in 16th, which is crazy to me. Cause I feel like they're doing a little bit better than that. Um, but yeah, draws against Burnley away at Wigan away at Huddersfield. There's some mixed bag results there. A 5-2 against Hull, decent. Draw against Cardiff, not great. Lost against Blackburn. 
draw against Watford, draw against Middlesbrough. Like it's it's a very mixed bag and lots of draws, but I think they'll have enough to beat Coventry, who are just kind of feeling sorry for themselves a little bit. And like I said, I'm not worried long term at all for Coventry, but I'm just talking about the weekend. And I think West Brom are playing better than results suggest. And I think West Brom will be able to get the win. Uh, I realise I haven't read out the price. Uh, they are 2.22. Cool. Um, I like it. Uh, any more in the champ for you or shall I move to League One because I'm done for the champ, I think. Yeah, third tier, please. Right, so let's get cracking then with um, another both teams to score tip that I like the look of. Pretty high on the both teams to score this week, aren't we? Mm. So what the one's about. Um Burton against Fleetwood. Again, this is a game that probably you look at and you'd skim right past as you're looking down uh, the games that are on in League One. But yeah, Burton are without a clean sheet in 17 consecutive games. Obviously not kept a clean sheet then this season. That also goes through the cup competitions into the little bit in the back end of last season as well. Um, So really, really struggling defensively. Uh, as you can understand, with that defensive record, they're at rock bottom of the league with just one point from seven games. Uh, Fleetwood, on the other hand, they're doing all right. They're in 15th. I think they'll probably take that. Um, five draws, though, from their seven games. Um, I think the fact that Burton cannot keep a clean sheet lends me to think that uh, Fleetwood will score a goal. However, Fleetwood themselves, they've they've not kept a clean sheet for four consecutive games, so four out of their seven um, where they've failed to keep a clean sheet. In head-to-head games, Fleetwood haven't kept a clean sheet in seven consecutive games against Burton, um, and Burton are capable of scoring. Um, you know, we saw them score three away at Cambridge a few weeks ago. Um, they scored four in midweek against Leicester under-21s in the Carabao, not the Carabao Cup, but geez, the Papa John's <laughs> Trophy. Um, they had that four all against Accrington earlier on in the season as well. So they are capable of scoring, just um, very leaky at the back. And I think uh, both teams to score at a price of 1.8 should come in again this weekend. Worth mentioning, no manager in at the Pirelli at the moment following... I feel like Jimmy Floyd resigned because he had to be at Sky the next day to do analysis and he had a he had a schedule clash and he thought, do you know what, I'd rather be on TV talking about Premier League football than kicking around yeah. with Burton Albion. But yeah, no manager in place, so keep your eye out on a potential in, uh, appointment. Uh, Tom, we are going to be backing, well, I'm going to be backing, and I think you agree, uh, Peterborough. They're 1.57, they're, they're pretty short. But it's because they've got a 100% home record. In all comps, they've actually lost four on the bounce. Uh, I didn't know if, if you knew that, Tom, but uh, they lost to Stevenage in the Cup. They lost to Derby away. Both of these were away. They did lose at home in the Football League Trophy to Stevenage, but we're not asked about that. And then they lost away at Portsmouth, as you predicted uh, last week. It just seems that Peterborough are going to rely on their uh, home form this season. It looks like they're pretty hopeless away from home. So they're going to be relying on their home form. They're against Forest Green. Forest Green played on Tuesday night. Uh, they had a game to catch up on against Accrington Stanley. and They obviously will be coming off that uh, following a win, but they have less rest. And Peterborough, I just think with Johnson Clark Harris and Jack Marriott kind of back at their, don't want to be harsh, but probably back at their, the level where they can excel. Uh, five in seven mm-hmm. for Clark Harris, four in seven for Marriott. I, they look good. They look good. They're a little bit short, but they're back at home. Uh, a couple of question marks over them, but they should have enough. Oh, yeah. I, I completely on board with Peterborough at home. Three wins. Um, from their three home games, what nine goals scored, three clean mm. sheets. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolute night and day, isn't it? Yeah. Um, their home form, the away form. Um, so yeah, uh, I think they'll have more than enough to get a win at, away. So against Forest Green, um, there's not an awful lot else in League One that I actually like. Um. I was tempted with throwing out maybe an outsider 
um, in Portsmouth, if you can call them yes. an outsider. That's the final one I've got Two on my list. Take it away. Yeah. Well, I'll just give my quick thoughts and then you can pad it out with what you've got. Um, sure. Just 2.46 is the price for Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Portsmouth to get the win. Um, this is a team that's second in League One. They've won five games in a row. Yes, Barnsley have improved. They picked up some good results including last weekend away at Sheffield Wednesday. Very impressive. Um, but just based on the fact that Portsmouth have won this five in a row, they're looking fantastic. And at 2.46, we could be looking back at this retrospectively and saying, wow, that was a good price. I don't think they're hammer Barnsley, absolutely not. But they're more than capable of getting a win there. They've just got so many threats. And just when you think you've learned all about Joe Piggott, Ronan Curtis, Colby Bishop, and, and all the rest of them. A lad called Dane Scarlet, Scarlet, sorry, as in the colour, just comes out of nowhere um, and scores two um, last game, two really well-taken goals as well. I respect Barnsley. I think they've been all right. Like, I, they're in 10th. I think they're doing okay, to be honest with you. They've, you know, they've mm-hmm. avoided defeat four out of the seven. And at home, you know, they've won two or three. I think they're they're decent. I think Portsmouth are better. And yeah, that Barnsley result at Hillsborough was massive for them. Huge. But I think Portsmouth are better. They got more threats. And it's too big of a price for me to ignore, to be honest with you. Yeah, completely agree. I've seen so many people on Twitter say that Dane Star- Dane Scarlet's the next Harry Kane as well. Mm. <laughs> if... but, Let's um... see. He's got to have about 10 failed loan spells, hasn't he, first? Yeah, yeah. well, he's doing too well in this loan spell. He needs to uh, yeah. start going down, he needs down to the drop. a bit. But, yeah, he needs to drop yeah. off. He's from Spurs. He's he's young. He's English. He's a striker. Therefore, he's the next Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah that's of course how it works, is. isn't it? Right, let's move to League Two, shall we? Yeah, League Two. Uh, I don't currently have a price on this. Um so just check nearer to um, check nearer to um, kick off. Sorry, couldn't get my words out there. I like Grimsby uh, against Crew. I've backed Grimsby a couple of times this season. I really, I really like them. They're in ninth. I feel like they're massively going under the radar. They're not the bells and whistles of Stockport or you know league. National League teams that have come up and taken a lead by storm, but they're getting the job done. And mm-hmm. I noticed they've only played two games at home so far. So most of their points have come from their three wins in four on the road. They're back at home against a crew team that haven't won in their last four, only one in their last five. We were a bit worried about crew, Tom, weren't we? I, I'm surprised to see him in 10th so far because they've just been gutted year after year and it. It's kind of catching up with them a little bit. Um, but yeah, I like the look of Grimsby, mate. I think they're playing really well this season. And, you know, I fancy them to finish around that mid-table spot, which would be a great season. No price right now, but check closer to kickoff. Yep. Um, for me, uh, probably surprise of the season so far, Barrow. Grimsby? They're oh, Barrow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Barrow, mate. Barrow. Grimsby, mm. good, but Barrow, better. Yeah, um, yeah currently sat in third with five wins from their seven games so far. Um, and you wouldn't bet against them getting another one at home to Colchester. So Barrow have played three games at home in the league. They've won all three. Uh, Colchester have played three games away from home in the league this season and they've lost all three. So two sides with very contrasting forms here. Um, yeah, I, I just think that Colchester have gone away to an out-of-form Stockport and lost. They've gone away to a fairly out-of-form Tranmere and lost. Um, and Barrow are beating teams who are kind of up there, like Walsall and, and Bradford at home already this season. So, um, yeah, I think Barrow should get another win at 1.93. I'd have maybe liked a little bit more on the price, maybe liked it a bit above evens, but I think they'll win. Yeah, I'm all in. Uh, Salford is my next one. They've got a 
I mean, they're playing bottom of the football league, but obviously things have changed with Rochdale in the dugout. They've got Jim Bentley. don't know if you remember Jim Bentley, Tommy. He was the guy who kept keeping Morecambe up year after year after year after year after year. Um, he's come in after a little hiatus in non-league. He's in at Rochdale to replace Robbie Stockdale. And they've got a tough first game. You know, Rochdale lost seven. Um, uh, they have only drew two this season. They've lost their last seven in all comps. At home, they've played three, not won any, lost two of them. They're really struggling, obviously, but I don't know how much things are going to change with Bentley coming in. But yeah, Salford have, have been all right this season. I wish they were a bit better away from home. We are back in a team here that has won one, drew one, lost one on the road. They've only played three times on the road so far. Uh, at home, won three, drew one, lost zero. Um, they've always turned that stadium into a, a good home base for, for points. I'm looking for them to be a bit better on the road against, even though they've got a new manager, let's face it, quite a poor team. 2.24. It's very similar to the Portsmouth um, price. You know, I feel like we'll be looking back and Salford would have won 2-0 and, and I'll be wondering why I didn't back it if I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, one more from me. It's Mansfield at home to Bradford. Mansfield just doing Mansfield things at home so far this season. So last season, they had that fantastic home record, uh, record-breaking home winning record. Uh, they've played three at home this season and they've won all three. So doing what they do best, winning at home, scoring plenty of goals along the way. Um, and they host Bradford this weekend. And Bradford have tended to struggle so far this season. Small sample size. They've only played three games away from home, but uh, they've lost to Barrow. They've lost to Colchester. So that's a bit of a red flag. Uh, and they've beaten Hartlepool. Hartlepool are not exactly pulling up, pulling up any trees so far this season. So with that in mind, I think Mansfield should get a win again. Um, Mansfield do struggle to keep clean sheets. They've played seven games. They've conceded nine goals, scored 12. So their games do tend to feature a fair few goals. You could probably add an extension onto Mansfield winning of Mansfield to win and both teams to score. That bumps the price up to 4.1. Uh, yeah, two of their three wins so far at home have been uh, Mansfield to win on both teams to score. So it wouldn't surprise me if they had another one here. I'm into it. Clough the Magic Dragon, mate. Believe. Mm. Uh, I think that wraps up the tips, Tom. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we will move into the treble section of the show. Uh, so we will quickly... And I mean very quickly, do an express look back at last week's, which didn't go too well. Um, so we had Doncaster to beat Mansfield. Unfortunately, he lost 3-1. Uh, we had Salford to win against Crawley. Unfortunately, they drew 2-2. And we even had City, Manchester City, arguably the best team in the world, on the Acker, away at Villa. They drew 1-1. So it just wasn't meant to be. I think it's clear to say yeah you know when you pick Man City on a, on an accumulator and they don't win you, you're cursed at the moment aren't you uh, it's been a tough old start to the season for the Trebles hasn't it um, so yeah. hopefully this is the week where we turn the form around um, so we're going to go for a bit of a mixed treble so we're going to go for two teams on the nose we're going to pick Sheffield United at home to Rotherham and we're going to pick Peterborough at home to Forest Green Rovers. And then in the championship again, we're going to go for the QPR Huddersfield game. We're going to go for that to beat both teams to score. The price for that is about just a shade under four to one. So, um, yeah, hopefully this is the week. This is the week. No, hopefully. Don't give me that. No, hopefully. This is the week. Okay. So let's wrap up the show by. Going into fancy football, um, Tom, how did how did you do? The average points total was forty five. How did you do? Forty three. Oh, I got fifty, just above average, and I went up. I got a green arrow, but only to two hundred and fifty seventh. So, 
not great. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, I'm in 230th. Rubbish. Week after week. I've played my wild card, by the way. Um, Have you really? Bloody hell. Yeah. I've got rid of Salah. He's he's gone. He's this crap. should have been done. I know you're above me in the league, but this should have been done ages ago. The guy's been crap since December. So I've brought. I tell you, I've brought in. I've brought in uh, Sterling, uh, Luis Diaz, Isak, Saliba, and uh, yeah, that's it. So everyone. Uh, Tom's just revealed who not to bring in on fancy football. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, there's 316 teams in the league, uh, so you can still join if you uh, ask for the league code on Twitter t underscore fb podcast. Uh, Tom, I will read out the top ten. Yep. Okay, so reverse order: Ethan L. Uh, Benoni Kwame Leakey, sorry for the pronunciation there, uh, Sammy Walton, Daniel O'Reilly, Neil McCoy, uh, Kenneth Mayer, Andrew Burley, Dan Pinsker, Dennis Sheehy, and Sean Kinsella is top. I think Sean's, is he a new leader? I think so. Yes, yep, yep. He is Bloody definitely. hell, he's getting away with murder. He's got Dean Henderson and Nico Williams. They're getting peppered at the Bloody moment now. It's getting away with murder, but he's making up of it with Rashford, Haaland, Kane, Luis Diaz, etc., etc. Yeah, well, uh, well done to everyone who's doing well at fantasy football. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts and uh, social media, Tom. Yeah, please give us a follow. T underscore. FB podcast. If you're not following us, you're missing out on midweek Twitter tips. We don't have the capacity to do a show for every single midweek. So Twitter is the only place uh, where you can see that kind of stuff. Uh, we, Tom, uh, just for the record, on Tuesday night, we went one of three. Not great. But Wednesday night, we went three or four. So mm. pretty good stuff there. The highlight being uh, Spurs and no against Marseille. 2.88 was the price on that one. So a couple of good little nuggets you're missing out on if you're not following us. T underscore FB podcast. Yeah, any bets that you have on for the weekend, just let us know. We like to see your bet slips, whether they win, your thoughts anyway on what we spoke about and what you think are your bankers for the weekend. Please do get in touch and let us know. And other than that, Best of luck for the bets for the weekend and we'll see you again next week.